0: Huh. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, there's probably a lot more of that coming. Um, so first of all, sorry about this strange, creepy voice that I have, that's kind of an inside joke, sorry, um, so... For those of you who don't know, Tony and Kathy um, have left the church. <laughs> they have, they've left, they left for three Sundays. So, so that's why I'm here. Um, they, I believe tomorrow morning, are um, flying out of Portland to California attend a conference Um, and then the following weekend back in Portland uh, with Kathy's mom visiting her and then the following week they're traveling to Cannon Beach to another conference and then that weekend on Saturday they're traveling to Anachi that's where their daughter and son-in-law live and On Sunday, they're celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. So, yes. Okay, so that's where they're at. So why am I up here? (laughs) Good question. So you guys know our other elders, Jeff, Dana, Rick. They've all been up here. Couple of them uh, fairly recently, and them and Pastor Tony um, let me know (laughs) that uh, Dave, it's your turn. So kicking and screaming, um, Tony has talked to me before, and he says, um, Dave, I. I think uh, part of the congregation knows your story um, with cancer. Um, It's been 11 or so years now, so why don't you tell them your story of how God has blessed you? And and has been with you... um, through this journey. And I thought, yeah, I could do that. That's my story, right? I should be able to remember that. Um, But I don't know if you know this about God, but he has a good sense of humor. And you'll understand why. Um, I consider my story, um, I guess somewhat of a love story to me. It might seem strange that I call it that, but God has overwhelmed me with his love through this journey, and, um, but here comes the curveball. That's not the story that God decided he wanted me to speak on today. It's still a love story. But this love story <laughs> is in Revelations. So if you will turn to me, I know, Revelations, right? Um, why would you, if you're scared to death, as you are, be speaking out of Revelations? Good question. But it shouldn't surprise you that God's love story is in Revelations. Um, The whole Bible is God's love story, if you really think about it. So, but what I wanted to (laughs) try to do here is give you just some highlights. Okay, very few highlights of some of the stuff that we see in Revelation so if I can read part of the things I deal with with chemo is is eyesight right now so I got some really big letters and hopefully I can I can see it so we have four living creatures full of eyes front and within, one like a lion, another like a calf, one with the face of a man, and the other like a flying eagle, all with six wings. We have a scroll with seven seals, and no one being found worthy to open the seals, except a lamb, as though slain, with seven horns and seven eyes. Now, things start uh, to happen when these sills are being opened. We have different colored horses with riders, one white, one red, one black, and one pale. And they set out to conquer, to take peace, causing war. There's famine, and the pale horse, its rider is death. And Hades followed with him. There's a red dragon and a beast that comes from the sea with seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns. The beast was like a leopard, had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And don't forget the number, six, six, six. Now this is something like straight out of Narnia, right? So I'm not even going to try to address this, okay? But it is something that's part of the book of Revelation. And so that's why I was really scared when I felt the Lord was um, leading me to the book of Revelations. Um, But where I want to go is uh, Revelations 1, 2, and 3, uh, where Jesus is talking to the church. And actually, because my eyesight is not the greatest, I've asked my friend Rick Hansen to come up here and read for us. But I apologize to Rick, (laughs) because I didn't tell him how much reading this would actually be. (laughs) So Rick, if you would. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I can. I I thought he was punking me, actually. (laughs) I thought he meant read Revelations 1, 2, and 3. (coughs) I didn't know I was going to read Revelations 1, 2, and 3. (coughs) But one thing I've learned after being around Dave and seeing what he's been through, seeing him walk the halls of a cancer ward, uh, (laughs) bald as an eagle, (laughs) wearing those those little things that are open in the back, After being brought this close to death, walking down the halls, encouraging all the staff that when he asks you to do something, then you read Revelations (laughs) one through three. (laughs) So that's what we're going to do. You know, Dave, this is actually how it was usually really done when the book of Revelation was actually written. The whole thing was read to the congregation. It wasn't something that was supposed to be taken quietly, reading read in chunks. It was something that you were reading to the congregation as a whole. So, what we're doing is being transported back to how it was really done. And we're only reading three verses, three chapters here. So, follow along with me as I read through Revelations 1 through 3. (coughs) The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angels to his servant John who testifies to everything he saw, that this is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Blessed is the one who reads, that's me, the Mm -hmm. words of this prophecy. Mm -hmm. And blessed are those, that's you, who hear and take it to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him, who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom of priests and to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him, so shall it be, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patience and endurance that ours that are in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. And on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Semir, Sem, Smyrna, Pergamum, the, thanks Dave, the, 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 theatris, Sardis. Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and <clears throat> with a golden sash around his chest. His head and his hair were like white wool, and as white as snow. And his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze, glowing in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. And then he placed the right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm the living one. I was dead. And behold, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. To the church in Ephesus right? These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you can't tolerate wicked men and that you have tested those who claim to, to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You preserved and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the heights from which you have fallen. Repent and do those things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitonians, which I also hate. (coughs) He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat the tree of life which is the paradise of God to the church of Smyrna write these are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again I know your afflictions and your poverty yet you're rich I know the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not but are a synagogue of Satan, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put you, some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. He he who has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says to the churches, he who overcomes will not be hurt as by the second death. To the church of Porchon write these are the words of him who has a sharp double-edged sword i know where you live where satan has his throne yet you remain true to my name you did not renounce your faith in me even in the days of edifice my faithful witness who was put to death in your city where satan lives nevertheless i have a few things against you you have people there who hold to the teaching of balaam who taught to entice the Israelites to sin by eating food sacrificed to idols and by committing sexual immorality. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore. Otherwise, I will soon come to you and will fight against them that the sword with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear. But the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. To the church of Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and your perseverance, and that you are not doing more than than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads her servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she's unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless and, and they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead. Then all the church will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will pay each of you according to your deeds. Mm -hmm. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and who have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you, only hold on to what you have until I come. To him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over all the nations, And he will rule them with an iron scepter, and he will dash them in pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my Father, I will also give him the morning star. And he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. To the church in Sardis, right. These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive. But you're dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have (coughs) received and heard. Obey it and repent. But if you not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white. For they are worthy. He who overcomes will, like them, be dressed in white. And I will never, <clears throat> never blot out their, his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my Father and to his angels. Who, who, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. To the church in Philadelphia, these are the words of him who's holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut my command to endure patiently i also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth i'm coming soon hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown him who overcomes i will make a pillar in the temple of my god never again will will he leave it i will write on him the name of my god and the name of the city of my god the new jerusalem which is coming down out of heaven from my god and i will also write on him my new name he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches and to the the angel of laodicea write these are the words of the amen the faithful and true witness the ruler of god's creation i know your deeds that you have neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich. I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you don't realize that you're a wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich and, and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shame and nakedness and sell salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I have overcome and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Thanks, Rick.
0: Okay, so I realize that was a lot, Um, but like Rick said, uh, it's God's Word, so, you know, how can we go wrong there? Um, So I'm not going to try to uh, go deep into this. I'm actually going to make this um, fairly short, Um, but I did want to touch on um, these chapters because I believe this first chapter, um, is Jesus trying to, he's talking to the churches, the seven churches in Asia, but we've got to realize, guys, that uh, he's not only talking to them, he's talking to us. Um, these are a picture, these churches, of the churches throughout the ages, the different things they're going through, um then has been going on in the past, now, and in the future. Um, so when he's trying to both confirm and encourage, he's doing the same to us. Um, but there's some of them that I wanted to um, specifically address, because I believe um, that that, it goes along with uh, some of the things that the church, especially here um, in the United States, uh, could possibly be going through. And just the warnings. Uh, Jesus is doing this because, I mean, if you listen to the rest of this and Revelation, sometimes it seems like, you know, this is a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's the wrath of God and, and the end times. And, but right here, he's trying to confirm the churches. These are the things you're doing well. Okay? So he wants to remind them. And even in that, he addresses each church differently, if you didn't notice. Depending on the trials and the things that they were going through. Um, let's take uh, Smyrna. And they were being, I'm looking down as if I can see. um, They were going through a lot of tribulation. And they were actually scared because, you know, they were being put to death. And so he addresses himself as the one who had died and who is now alive. You know, so the way even in which he addressed the churches, um, he did that for a reason. Um, to, yeah, trying to encourage them. But, you notice, he says, but these things I have against you. Yes, your good works, your faith, you know, all the stuff that you're doing. Um, Good job, well done, keep doing it. But, okay, I have uh, some things that I see you're not doing right. So I want to address those things just as a good father would do to his children, Right? I want to address these things, get you back on the right track for your good, okay? So that's what he's doing to his churches here. And um, so the churches, again, Ephesus, uh, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Um, the first one, Ephesus, is the first one he addresses. And... Um, If you go down to 2, 4, he says, the thing I have against you is you left your first love. Okay, so obviously the first love being him and our fire and our zeal for Christ himself. He says you've left your first love. Okay, so he wants to address that. And in all of these, he's saying, And if you repent and turn your ways, there's blessings to come. Now, I don't know the gift of God, the one gift I've gotten, and I know you have, is the gift of salvation. So, I don't know the new name, the white stones, all these gifts that he's talking about in here. I don't know that much about them but I do know that the gifts of God are good. And we can count on that, right? So, he gives gifts, but also he gives those warnings. And, as you know, cause and effect, right? So, when you make choices, there's always going to be a consequence. Good or bad. So, he's saying if you do this, there's going to be consequences. So, I also wanted to look, uh, again, at Smyrna, verse 2, 9. At the bottom of it, it says, uh, those who say they are Jews that are not. And he actually calls them, but are a synagogue of Satan. Okay, the Jews are the chosen ones, right? God's people. Well, he says, no. You guys call yourselves that. You think you're that but you're not living that. And he goes as far as saying, no, you are a synagogue of Satan. So, why am I addressing that? Because, let's say like the verse Tony mentioned, uh, uh, examine yourselves. Um, Examine yourselves. (laughs) Of course, boom, I just lost it. Um, help me out, Austin. Do you know that one? Yes. Examine yourselves. Oh, I knew I should have written that down. I knew it. Examine yourselves as to whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not know yourselves that you are children of God Unless, indeed, you are disqualified. Okay, so there's that warning to the Jews, right? You think you're in the faith. But are you? Test yourselves. Because you could be disqualified. Okay, so, again, just another warning. And he looked, let's look at, um, let's look at, Pergamos, which is two, in the end of 14, talking about uh, Balaam, and to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. So, Balaam, along with the Nicolaitans, or, and Actually, Jezebel, which is talked about in all these, um, you know, one or two of the churches, he talks about, you too um, hate the teaching, um, their teaching, their doctrine. And he says, which I also hate. And these three kind of go together because in all of them, there's idol worship and there's sexual immorality. And especially the Nicolaitans, they, well, all of them are drawing His people away from Him and into um, these other practices. Um, things offered to idols go along with, you know, that sexual immorality because they would go into the temples to eat these things offered to idols. Well, in those temples they were practicing, you know, these other doctrines. So they were actually pulling them, drawing them in um, to another belief, drawing them away from God. And so these are things that he specifically pointed out that he hated. Okay, and so that's just another one that I wanted to bring to your attention. (coughs) And again, verse 23, when he's talking about Jezebel and... um, says, he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give each one of you according to your works. Here, I'm going to try this again. I, the Lord, test the minds, I search the heart, even to give to everyone according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. So, I and you are saved by grace, not by works. But, He's judging works, okay? I don't know what all that means. Um, (laughs) But the way he responds to those, it's not good. So, what he's saying in this, I just want to, sorry, I just want to hit one more. Um, So towards the end, when uh, he's talking to Laodicea, um, I'm going to go Verse 16, he's talking about uh, I would rather you be cold or hot and not lukewarm or I will vomit you out of my mouth. Okay? He says you have no fire for anything. You're just, you're, one, you're lazy. You just, I can't remember the word Tony used. It's just like you don't care. Either way, You really don't care. You know, you don't have any zeal anymore for the Lord. And 19, um, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. So there is why I say this is a love story. For those of us he loves, his children, you know, he's going to chasten and he's going to tell us to repent. He wants us right with him. And again, there's a reason he's writing this and he's warning us. Okay? Because we can become complacent. Um, the very last thing, the very last verse, 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay? So he says this many times. He's saying, Listen up to what the Spirit who lives inside of you is telling you, okay? And this brings me to um, a book that the home groups were studying, the Trinity, and there was one, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, one place uh, he convicts is the way it uh, is titled. And the very first thing he says um, You don't hate your sin enough. Think about that. You don't hate your sin enough. Um, Again, there was uh, uh, 15 or so years ago, uh, my wife and I were doing a teaching youth group, high school group, and after what was being taught, at the end of it, uh, one of the young ladies came up to me and she said, You know, that reminds me of a song uh, by Casting Crowns, and it's called Slow Fade. I don't know if you know that song, but really what it has to do with is, um, one of the verses, or one of the lines says, "Uh, when white and black turns to gray. Okay, so things you once knew to be white and black, you know, you just knew this was right, this was wrong, Well, now it's kind of fading into the gray area, okay? You've kind of been complacent and you're allowing things you knew to be wrong. Oh, this isn't that bad, right? It's just something small. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, The other thing, another line in there says, this doesn't just happen in a day. So, again, to the title, slow fade, right? So some of these things we're allowing in our lives doesn't always just happen, okay? It slowly creeps in there again because we have lost or left our first love, right? Uh, We've allowed those things that he's warning us about to creep back into our lives. But this is about the warnings. Um, But it's also about the blessings that comes that. You know, we're not very good. I can I can point out your sins. I don't always see my sins all the time. We're not so good, you know, the plank in our own eye and we shouldn't try taking the sliver out of our brother's eye, right? But we're really good at seeing that sliver, right? So I guess that was the main thing I felt like God was really trying to say to this. Um, but also, okay, so if we do find ourselves in that position, you know, what do we do? Obviously, we pray to God. We spend time in His Word. But that third thing, the home groups, the um, serving alongside of each other. I've gotten to know a few of you um, really well. and But that's because... I've seen you and met you and talked to you a little bit on Sunday, but I've served with you, alongside of you. And and I've been blessed to get to know you. And there are some of you, and I wish you were more, that I am close to. And I I consider good friends. And it's because of you... You guys are a love story, God's love story to me. You guys have blessed me, encouraged me, um, (laughs) been there for me. And I guess, again, he speaks to the churches because, guys, we are God's family. We're a part of the body. And he wants to encourage us. To stay strong. You know, we're here in the United States blessed. And sometimes that can be a curse. Because we get fat and sassy, right? We get so used to the blessings that we don't realize how blessed we truly are. Um, So with that... I would like to ask the worship team to help me with one last song. If you would. And um, Mr. Gunther will like this song. I believe it's one of his favorites. So if you would stand with us, and I believe Terry is going to start. She's going to lead us. I'm so
1: glad I'm a, a, part, a part of, of the family,
0: family of God. I've been washed in this fountain, fountain cleansed by his blood, in. With Jesus as we travel this sod, for I'm part of the family, the family of God. And again, so uh, let's
2: pray, (laughs) Father give us ears to hear your word today uh, as you, you uh, told John to um, remind the churches that you had a message for. Father, you, you are alive and ever-present today. Um, Father, we, we do, as, as Dave said, um, Reminded us at the, at the end. Um, we live in a land of privilege. Um, that clouds our vision. Draw us back to you. Draw us back to our first love. Mm. Purify us. Um, mm. And Father, we repent of, of all the things that we, um, that we are holding on to. Uh, that are distracting us. That are, that are, are, are sinful. Uh, both in our culture and in our own lives. Forgive us, Lord, and, and draw us back to you. May your name be glorified in that. Amen. Amen.